I, I don't know why. I did it. I did it. I don't know. I got really nervous, and I put my seatbelt on my frozen pizza as if it was going to – hold on. Is that is that is that a California oh, – okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I don't know what laws they have over there, but here, you got to put a seatbelt on your frozen pizza. What is up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to episode 52 of the Last Like a Heart podcast. And we're going to kick this thing off with me bubble wrapping myself right before we enter into June or as we glide into June because May was absolutely terrible. So I got a huge thing of bubble wrap here. Um, it's not the whole podcast episode is not going to consist of that. But I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure that at least one thing before I go into a new month is actually going to be, you know, semi good. So I want this podcast. That's why I waited for until June to kick off another episode. I was like, oh, I don't want like something to blow up or some kind of contestory. I don't know if y'all have ever had just a, a month. Y'all probably have. But just think of it. Just think of that month in your head. That was just absolutely amazing. It was awesome. And then you glide into the next month and everything that happened good just did not turn out that well. I mean, just, I don't, I just, before I get into explaining anything, I have to get this bubble wrap going uh, uh, for the people that are just listening. There you go. I hope you didn't have your volume up too loud because um, that actually kind of was a little loud. For me, even to handle, but uh, we're gonna throw that to the side. Get a nice, clean, long I'm talking a long sheet of bubble wrap. Um, because the reason why I chose bubble wrap as protectant is because I mean, it's protected all my packages that I've ever ordered on Amazon and coming in through any, any, just all mail. It's been bubble wrapped for me, and it's just every time there's not been one crack or one anything. So I've never had a problem with bubble wrap. So I think God made it for more than one purpose of just simply uh, for packaging. So, and sorry if your ears are just, you just turn down the volume if your teeth are feeling weird because of the sounds of it. But there you go. There's, I, uh, I think I'm going to give up on, on, on the other arm. I was going to do both arms. Um, you know what? I got I to do both at this point. Come on. Bring it on in, boys. Oh, it's going to the light. Oh, bring it in a little bit. We're going to cut it right there. That's, that's good enough for me. All right. I just, I just need some protection. You know, sometimes... Desperate times comes for desperate measures. I got bubble wrap. That's what we got going on here. All right. Now I'm officially ready to kick off episode 52 of the Last Cycle Heart Podcast. What should I talk off? To, uh, not talk off, but bring up first or talk about first. There's so many things to unwrap. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, I, I guess we'll... we'll Start off with what I'm wearing. Uh, if you are watching uh, on YouTube and watching this podcast live, uh, not live, but you know what I'm saying. You get the drift at this point. If you're watching this, I have a hoodie on with my mugshot on it. I have finally figured it out, ladies and gentlemen. I have figured out my heat press, and I am now making legit, like, it's, it's happening. I'm making legit merch. And what happened to be the first thing that I ever pressed on my heat press that was like a graphic tee happened to be my mugshot. <clears throat> and I guess I'm going to have to go into the explanation of why I have a mugshot. Because, I mean, why not? <laughs> because it's just something that I never thought I would ever achieve in my life is getting a mugshot. Honestly, I just never thought I... This is why I guess it's just so, I guess I had to, I mean, it's, it's been going well. I mean, I've had people buy, uh, mugshot shirts. And so I, it really, this, this shirt right here is what let me figure out, uh, how to make graphic t-shirts. So I'm officially making graphic t-shirts from my home. Uh, if you are in or around me or you know of me and you 
listen to my podcast and you need me to make you a graphic tee of whatever kind, I guess this is right now to be able to take up a little bit of my podcast to be able to use this as a marketing tool. Um, I don't know what to call my uh, graphic tee making business yet. Uh, the last I go hard heat press, we'll just call it that. The last I go hard t-shirt press. I don't know, but if you bring me a t-shirt, definitely going to give you a discount. If not, more likely most of every design that comes on through, unless you want something hard and complicated, hard and complicated, I can make you a t-shirt for like 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Hand me, hand me a t-shirt. I can print you off a design. 20 bucks. That's what I'm doing right now. And I mean, that's, I mean, come on, you can't really complain about the price of that because I mean, I'm, I, I the, the other graphic tees that I've bought from like websites and other places, those t-shirts were like 35, 40 bucks, but they, I mean, they look basically the same. I mean, I don't know. I, the fact that I figured this out finally is amazing and I'm so pumped to be able to dive into it. But Back to the mugshot story. That was the end of the advertising of uh, of my graphic tee business. Uh, but hit me up for real if you if you want something. But um, mugshot. I've explained this story about. Mm, I want to say around at this point probably like 600, 700 times. You know, maybe seven hundred and two uh, to be exact. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but like, let's say, for example, it could be a funny story that happened to you and you really love this story and it's just a great story, especially in a, a comic comics perspective, uh, definitely telling stories over and over and over again. Um, this mugshot story I love, I'm actually turning it into a joke and, um, I mean, I'm not, I mean, this is going to be a joke that I tell on stage and stuff, but also at the same time. It gets to a point where when you tell a good story over and over again, it just kind of like loses its feel or like you just are like tired of telling it. And this is what this mugshot t-shirt story is. Like I swear, I was in a house with, I want to say 12 other, 12 other kids, 12 other people around my age. We were over there having a fun time, chips, dip, whatever. We were just having fun, having a cookout or whatnot. Instead of me having the majority in a group for me to tell this story, I had maybe two apiece where I had to explain why I was arrested. And people would constantly come to me, hey, dude, I heard you're arrested. Hey, man, I heard you're arrested. Hey, what's up with the mugshot shirts on the thing? Were you arrested? Were you arrested? I had to explain the story in that house, no joke, five, six times. <laughs> and it got to a point where I was like, why could I just all huddle y'all into a group and I tell y'all at one time? And uh, if you've not heard the mugshot story, it's now going to be y'all are all in a group now. This is my podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. This is where the group is. So I'm telling the story now. Oh, for like the 700, 703rd time. But it's a great story. Uh, it was a, uh, where to, where to begin? Uh, it was a nice Nice, uh, crisp. What, what was it? A crisp? Uh, it was just a nice night. It was a nice night. I uh, was reading the Bible. I was uh, getting into the Word. I just got done praying, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want some coffee. This was about nine, not eight thirty at night. Yeah, this was like eight thirty at night, and I was like, I kind of want some coffee. So I leave and go to the only coffee shop that is open. <clears throat> In, in Conway, uh, if y'all know what Seven Brew is, if it's in your area, if you are around Seven Brew, that place op- stays open until like 10, 1030. So it's it's my jam. It's a place I love to go to. I mean, it opens really early and stays up really late. I mean, what what can get better for coffee lovers? Like, there you go. So I was on my way to go get some of that magical, delicious stuff that they're selling there. And this cop gets right on me, like right on my bumper, like kissing it almost. And I, I don't know about you, but immediately like does does y'all's hands when a cop like really gets close to you like that, do your hands go immediately 10 to, because that's what mine did. Mine went immediately 10 to, I wasn't, I wasn't chill Dawson anymore. I wasn't just one, one hand on top of the, um, 
uh, on the steering wheel for me. That was no, 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 no. I, I went 10 to, <clears throat> I was, uh, I was kind of nervous, but I was like, I have nothing to worry about. I, uh, I'm uh, just just chilling. I, I'm going the speed limit. I checked the speedometer. I might have gone one over, one or two over, but I was like, ah, it's no big deal. You know, they're not going to pull me over for that. And uh, then they go around me. They start to go around me. They go into the next lane. They go around me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I kind of relax a little bit. And just when I relax, they slam on their brakes, turn right back around, go right behind me again because it's a two-lane road go right behind me, get right on my bumper again, and then flick their lights on almost immediately. I'm like, what did I do? What could this possibly be? Uh, and, 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 and pay you mind, I also went to Walmart because I just got a frozen pizza as well. I forgot to add that part into the story, but California pizzas. If you get the barbecue chicken, thin crust, frozen pizza, and you go to the, you get that, dude, slaps. I'm telling you the best, oh, sorry, I got a little excited there. But it slaps. Every time, I, I'm kind of also like a little bubble wrap addict. So every so often you hear a pop during the podcast. Maybe it might have been me popping it. Um, if you don't hear my voice after a little bit and you're not watching it, it could have been gunshots. But more likely, not either of them. It's, it's for around Conway, I think it's past their bedtime, but I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, where was I? I, uh, was getting, I had my frozen pizza in the passenger seat. Um, do you put your seatbelt on your food? I don't put my seatbelt on my food typically. Um, uh, but, uh, in this case, when I got pulled over, I don't know why my first instinct was to put my seatbelt on my frozen pizza as well. I I don't know why I did it. I did it. I don't know. I got really nervous and I put my seatbelt on my frozen pizza as if it was going to, I hold on. Is that? Is that, is that a California? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I don't know what laws they have over there, but here you got to put a seatbelt on your frozen pizza. And you're like, what? This is ridiculous. I've not heard of that yet. If it's in, sitting in the passenger seat, Dawson, you have to have a seatbelt on your delicious frozen pizza. Okay, well, sorry, my bad. So I put the seatbelt on the frozen pizza. Uh, a blonde lady pulls up, or not, well, she comes up to my window. Uh, I roll it down, very nervous-like, and I look at her and I'm like, How's it going, officer? And she goes, do you know why I'm pulling you over? Which I never understood why they asked that question. Why do they ask that question, do you know why I'm pulling you over? Of course I don't know why you're pulling me over. <sighs> Anyways, so I ask her, no. Why are you pulling me over? She goes, well, I need you to see your license registration, please. I need to see proof of insurance. Um, and so I give her all those things. And she goes back to her vehicle for 20 minutes, which I don't know why it takes that long, but apparently it does. So she comes back, but it's with a friend. Apparently somebody else uh, went up right behind her. So we had two cops on the scene. And they both do that thing at the same time where they touched my – because I see them in the rearview mirror. And they both touch the back bumper of my vehicle at the same exact time. Like, it, it was like this beautiful moment. I've only seen it on an episode of Cops. That's all I've seen that on. But then they did that to me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is new. I was wondering what I did. I mean, obviously, I I don't know, but things are about to go down. So I start getting really nervous because I see a second cop. He's over on my passenger side door. I think the frozen pizza is about to get it. But I was just in luck because they asked me to only step out of the vehicle. The frozen pizza was fine. So I step out of the vehicle. She looks at me right in the eyes and she goes, you have a warrant out for your arrest. And I said, What? I was baffled. I thought I was on an episode of Punked. I thought my friends were going to come out with cameras. I thought they were like, we got you good, Dawson. Like, And I was like, y'all, y'all suck, man. Y'all really do. No, then the guy, I looked at the guy to ask for confirmation. I'm like, this chick obviously got it wrong. And he goes, no, apparently you missed court. And I said, missed court for what? She goes, wasn't there, was there any time where you got pulled over? here recently. I was like, not recently. She goes, what was the last time you got pulled over? And was it in this vehicle? I was like, I was like, no, I was like, I, I don't think, oh, then it clicked. It clicked. I got pulled over back in October and, uh, it was for not having license plates or tags on my vehicle. Now, 
I also didn't have insurance on that vehicle either. But she let she handed me a the ticket and told me that it was a warning ticket and she said she better not see me going around Conway without a license plate or tags ever again. I said, yes, ma'am, because it happened to be a woman cop again. I said, yes, ma'am. Proceeded that Monday to get license plates and tags on my vehicle, and I thought I was good. I was cruising around after that. I had no worry about it at all. <laughs> not even not even a worry at all. And until I could get license plates and tags on it, I even, I can't believe I did this. I even taped the ticket to the back of my vehicle I don't know why I did this, but I taped the ticket, or as I thought it was a warning ticket, to the back of my vehicle, like, as a thing to, like, if any other cop gets behind me, I would let them know, like, hey, I've already pulled over. That that's my logic, as if I would get pulled over again, they would be like, oh, never mind, this guy's already been pulled over for that exact same thing, alright, well, never mind, uh, we'll just keep on moseying along. That was my logic behind it. Well, little did I know... I was flexing my misdemeanor on the back of my <laughs> on my <laughs> on the back of my 2007 Toyota Corolla. So I um I was explaining to her what happened and she goes, "Well, apparently it was not a warning ticket." And I was like, "Oh boy. <laughs> Aren't we in a pickle?" I said, "So what are we going to do about this? Do I get a new court date?" Uh, do, do and she goes, "No, I'm going to have to take you in." I didn't know what that meant at first. It didn't register in my mind. Um um, she, she goes, she, oh, I almost forgot. That's how nervous I was. She said, you're, uh, oh, this, she goes, uh, she, I was like, well, can I take my car back real quick? And she goes, you can't drive. And I was like, well, can I, well, can you just follow me to take my car back real quick? And she goes, you can't drive your license. Your license is suspended. And I looked at her with a straight face. I looked, I grabbed my license and I had it in my hand. This, I had it with so much confidence. I looked down at my license looked at her and I showed her my license. I said, it doesn't expire until 2023, ma'am. And she goes, that's not what that means. And I was like, dang, I thought I, <laughs> dang it. I guess I was like, this is how fresh I am to this. I don't know. I haven't been pulled over much. Okay. I think I've been pulled over twice in my life. This is the third. I don't know what that means, I guess. And then, so she goes, no, your license is suspended. That means that it doesn't like you can't drive. And I was like, oh, well, um, <clears throat> So what are we going to do? Well, she goes, well, I'm going to have to take you in. And I was like, you're kidding. And I, I was honestly shocked. I, I cannot believe that I was this was about to happen to me, but I guess it happened. But the guy looked at me and goes, look, dude, I, he goes, you look like a nice kid. You're being very cooperative. You look shocked. Just like we got to take you in, get bailed out. I said, bailed out? And he goes, yeah, get bailed out. Go to the judge explain everything it should be all good but we we have to follow protocol i was like oh my gosh well that sucks well so she goes well you've been very kind to us so let's handcuff you from the front so they handcuffed me from the front which i guess is a nice gesture in in cop i guess you know if they handcuff you from the front that means that i guess they'd like you better and uh <laughs> and my uh and then they take me back to the their the her her vehicle and then open it and the, and I don't know if you've ever been in the back of a cop car before but let me just explain to you it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. They don't have cushion seats back there. They don't. It's literally a solid plastic bench. It's like just plastic. Just plastic chair, plastic whatever. Everything is just plastic back there. And so I was I don't know what instinctively made me go into this mode, but I was like, you know what? I might as well make some fun of this, I guess, you know, because I'm I'm not here. I can't even take my frozen pizza with me. It's still buckled in, you know, it's still following the law. So I don't know why. I uh I guess I'm just gonna make the most fun of it. So I was just like, Hey, do you have any like cushions up there that I can borrow? And she goes, Unfortunately not. Uh, but would you like to see your warrant? And I was like, Well, I might as well. So she shows me it and they did use a good picture. They used my driver's license photo, so I do appreciate them of that. And I was like, wow, that is the, I mean, I guess you were just like psyched to get that warrant because that kid does not look scary at all. Like, I mean, <laughs> I looked like the le like literally big bowler's warrant and it was like the least scariest kid on the planet just smiling really big. Like, eh, that's me. 
And so she wouldn't, she wasn't talking much. She wasn't budging. She was very serious. And we, we end up going to the jail and they start, you know, the, some, the warden comes in, puts gloves on, starts patting me down, tells me to take my uh, shoes off, take everything out of my pockets. He replaces my tennis shoes with these awful flip-flops. Um, top quality. I mean, they're, they're worse than Walmart flip-flops at this point. I mean, like Walmart flip-flops have actually pretty gotten pretty good, but these are like, these are jail flip-flops of all things. But I was, I I had to put those things on. It was not good. I, I, they were way too big on me. They felt like swimming shoes, like flippers. He pats me down. And uh, turns me back around and starts dodging me with questions like, "Yeah, at this point, I'm about to take y'all through the whole jail experience or the the, the holding cell that I was in, or the whole jail. Yeah, the whole jail experience is. Uh, I if you haven't been to jail, then I'm about to give you a rundown. Uh, so just get prepared. So they uh, so he starts dodging me with questions about all these different diseases. Ask me if I have any of them, like tuberculosis, gonorrhea, whatever, like. He he asked me all these outrageous like diseases and asked me if I if I have them, and I said no I I don't but I was like if you put me in that cell I'm probably gonna catch a few of those. They didn't crack a smile. Well, okay, he cracked a smile. The woman cop not impressed. She she still wasn't she she wasn't budging really any. Um, and then uh he he starts you know just naming off just other things about like my rights and, and whatnot. And, um, I don't know. I guess we start all getting to talking and then she, the woman cop comes out of nowhere and just starts, she goes, Oh, so you live at, uh, you live at these apartments and the apartments that I live at, she starts naming and she goes, okay. So she was like, would you recommend that as a place to live? So all of a sudden I became from like inmate to real estate agent in a matter of like a few minutes. And like I had to quickly switch around and be like, you know what? Well, actually, I would say that where I live, the rent is just a little bit high. But I would I would recommend that as a place to live if if you are um, if you are single or uh, of that. I don't know. Uh, it's a little high though. I, I would say that as I was in handcuffs, so it was just like very awkward. She's like, oh, okay, 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 cool. That was all I was wondering. And so she kind of got cool with me towards the end. And so she left. The warden takes me in. Um, and then, so I was met up at the, um, little stand thing that they have. And there was like two other wardens there and they're kind of looking over the place. Well, this lady that was in one of the cells, she started banging on the door, yelling for a shower at the top of her lungs. And there was me just signing papers, just like, Oh, Hey, I'm just, uh, just here. Just another casual day or whatnot. They were all not having it. The guy starts taking me to my cell, and I asked him if they had continental breakfast. And they, they, he told me, oh, well, see, I told you, I mess with the bubble wrap, and it just happens. So <laughs> it just happens. But, no, I asked him if, he had any con- if they had continental breakfast here because, I, I mean, come on. You give me the shoes. You coddle me. You know, you kind of pat me down. You give me – I mean, come on. I kind of felt served, you know, like the – the, the justice side of things, the protect and serve, you definitely did the serve part, man. Like, patting me up and down, asking me all these deep questions. You didn't even buy me dinner yet, and you're asking me how many diseases I have. And so, I as I go about to get guided into cell, um, cell 18, till I die, um, I uh, asked him about the continental breakfast options. That's when he, he started laughing. He goes, Un- unfortunately, we do not have that. I don't know why they start out with unfortunately, but that's what they did a lot. They started out with the word unfortunately. So, I don't know. I was glad to make him laugh. And so, I got into the cell. And I've never seen, I've never been in a place without windows. This place had no windows. He locked, he locked it. Um, and it was this big door. No window on it. Bunch of scribbling on the walls. The light was flickering. It was just yellow. Just all yellow walls. Like, I literally was, like, sitting on some cold cement. Um, I, and, never, and, and then I've never seen a toilet and a sink connected together before. That, that's one thing that I've just never seen. Is a toilet and a sink connected together. Like, you can wash your hands and use the bathroom at the same time if you wanted to. That, that blows my mind. That blows my mind. Right there. Um, but I, uh, 
I don't know. I was in there for like three hours. Um, and, uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty interesting because all I could think about doing was just immediately going into prayer because honestly, without not, I mean, I did not know how much a luxury windows were, but it was kind of freaky. Like I just, like my freedom got yanked away from me within like a few minutes, like one minute I was going to get coffee. Like I, Dawson Iglehart would get driving to go get coffee. And then the next thing you know, my freedom gets ripped away from me and I'm guided into the cell and I'm like, hold on, wait a second. Do I not get to have a say so in here? This is ridiculous. But no, I, I just had nothing to do with, but just like praying. I just like, I was hoping for one of those moments where like I was in the middle of my prayer and it was like one of those like Paul Bible story moments where like the, the jail doors just break open. I walk out of there and they're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's it's Dawson. How did he get out? Did the cells just open automatically for him? Oh my Jesus is real. I didn't just have one of those moments, but no, it didn't happen. You know, I just, I didn't have peace. I kept on like I went back out there because they let me take my phone calls. Now that that uh, is very interesting of how the, the the cell phone process. They they let me write down a few phone numbers that of my choosing. So I wrote down five. Five phone numbers that I think would answer at that time. I called my two best friends first. They did not answer. Um, and uh, they at this point, they have not heard, heard from me in about two hours. So the fact that they didn't even answer. Uh, but here's the thing, though. No one's going to answer a random phone number. Like I, I found out later on that this number popped up as an 877 number. <clears throat> Who in the world answers an 877 number no one does let me let me uh my voice is starting to get a little raspy oh that felt nice but no one does no one answers an 877 number and so i asked them i was like why can i not use myself other like well we have to monitor every call that goes in through this place i was like you're right by me, right? You're hearing everything that I say. And he goes, he goes, it, it, it's, it, it's different. It's, I, I'm like, whatever, man. Come on. They're not going to answer this. I told him that. He's like, look, you get to call as many people as you want to. But the first person who answers, that's the only call that you get. <clears throat> and if they can't pick you up, then you got to spend the night here. I was like, all right, fine. That, that sounds good to me. Understood. That, that's, that's all I need to hear. Call my two best friends. They didn't answer, of course, because it's an 877 number. Who answers an 877 number? Then uh, I call my college minister, of all the people, because he's from Modesto. He was born and raised in the hood. I thought, for some reason, maybe somewhere inside of him, his, his, inner, his inner used to be, you know, gangster or Modesto-y, whatever, would kick in. He'd be like, oh, I've kind of recognized these numbers together before. I mean, like, it seems like someone needs to get bailed out of jail. Let me call. Let me answer real quick and see what's up. Nope, he didn't answer. Lo and behold, the only person to answer was my girlfriend at the time. And she, she answered. And, like, it was the calmest conversation I've ever had with somebody. I was like, hi, how's it going? This is Dawson. She was like, oh, what's this? She was like, hell, hey, why are you calling me from this number? I was like, I'm in jail. She was like, oh, okay. I was like, hey, could you go to uh, go by my apartment, get Noah, and then uh, grab some cash and uh, come get bail me out? Okay, cool. That Literally, that was the whole conversation. Not, not oh, my gosh, this is, oh, this is crazy. This is not the calmest thing on the planet. And, and I don't know. $500 later, I'm getting bailed out. And... It's, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, I got bailed out. I, I, I didn't know, like my car got impounded. So I had to figure out how to get that thing. Dude, the, the justice system, I learned so much stuff about the justice system just being like through that situation. Like I'm telling you by the end, like by the time I got my car out of the impound, by the time I went to the district court, which I was there for four hours. I'm telling you, if I went to district court 
to get my ticket resolved. Like, I still had to go to court and resolve my ticket, even though I already done time a little bit. You know, I paid that much money. By the time I went to four hours of district court, now district court, that is a an experience on its own. District court. I don't know if you've ever been, but it is. I'm telling you, if you got any spoiled kids, if you got any like kid, like anybody that's just like, oh, life sucks, whatever. And you know that that little thing that's like those what people would tell you. Well, oh, you think life sucks? Oh, you think your life is terrible? Go take them to district court. Those people have literally got some, like they they have been through some stuff. And it's just, there's so it's so many DUIs. I was there and there was just so many DUIs. It was really sad. Just people that made like an honest mistake. They had a bad day. They probably had a month of May like I did. And they just had like a hard week. They make an honest mistake. Next thing you know, have to pay. Oh, oh what was it? A lot of them had to pay like a thousand dollars and spend two nights, two days in jail. And they, and God knows what else they have to do when they right when they get out. But it's it's honestly it was very eye opening, and I'm glad that I like it, it was very like, like yeah I was there for four hours. But it was like by the end of it I was like you know what, <clears throat> that was that was a that was a cool not cool but it was like it, it was a great experience to kind of learn about like okay cool my situation was kind of like tough. But these people got it like really bad. Like some of these people. But no, also the thing I learned about the justice system, make sure to have kids. If you have court, make sure to have a kid strapped to your side at all times. Come in with like, I say, you can come in with one kid. But I say for every kid that you have is like the easier it's going to be. Like this one lady, she had she had two kids in, uh, in, in a buggy. And she went up there. I and she got like her ticket like really really reduced, and she didn't have to do like I mean, I'm telling you, it was a cakewalk. All the all the people there were just all like, oh hi, is it going kid or whatever. I I step up there, or <laughs> well before me, some other guy stepped up there. He didn't have anybody, and they were like, why are you here? Oh really? Cool. Uh, get out of here. You stink. And I was like, man, I need a kid. Can can I borrow your kid real quick for my case? So I learned it. Make sure to have a kid if you go to district court, man. It would it's it, Piece of cake walk, cake walk. I'm pretty sure you would get in the VIP line at that point. Yeah, uh, they would just be like, if you have a kid, stay in this line. You're good to see the judge first. He loves to see those. But I end up having to pay the full ticket. He didn't know my story. He didn't know what I've been through. I was like, at this point, I was like, whatever. You know, this is, it is what it is. I'm just gonna take it. Ended up totaling out at the end of this long story. Ended up being $1,200 I had to pay for this whole thing. Yes, it's funny. I'm making t-shirts. I get to tell this awesome story. And it's it's a part of my life now. It's great. I love it. It's a, it's a funny story. But it's a $1,200 joke. Would I ever pay for a $1,200? Like, no. That was just the, like, that was, oh, that was just so... Like, fi- like financially, like that just came, like you just came out of nowhere. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there goes $1,200, which I don't know what's going to go to. I, 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 could I, you know, you know, at least someone tell me where my $1,200 is going in the justice system. I don't know. It's just disappeared. It's just gone. I just can't, it's not there anymore. Just poof like that. And I got my car back, all that. It's all good now. But yeah, that's that's the story behind this mugshot. Now I was smi- I'm smiling in this mugshot. I am. It's it was a good time, you know. At the end of it, you know, you get to look at it and be like, oh, okay, man, that was a that was quite an experience. I don't want to have that experience again, but you know, it was it was funny, you know. I've been praying, been praying like, hey God, before I go on my mission trip to Phoenix, I would just really love like to just you know, um, like I just pray for more material and just like. Where dude, God was like, dude, I got you some material, bro. Like, I got some stuff lined up for you. Just you wait. So be careful what you pray for, okay? Because he might he might hand you something really good, <laughs> or might something that you like just right out of left field. But that, and then uh, I went through my first breakup. That that that's what that's another thing uh, that happened. I literally. It was about a month. I, I, dude, I was going from April into May. I was like, boom, amazing. And then all of a sudden, it just all kind of thing. And, you know, it happens. 
Like, I finally was, like, at the point in my life where I was like, you know what? I am not going to be so tight. I'm just going to go try this out. We connected. We linked up. It was like, dude, everything was awesome. Dude, everything was great. It's just like things just didn't work out, you know? Like, yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I had more you know, like more of what happened or more understanding, but I'm just as confused as anybody else. So, um, that was really rough as well. But the thing is though, is like, here's the thing though, in the end, look, I wish her nothing but the best, you know, it wasn't bad. I just think it was just the wrong time, wrong timing. Timing is everything. And I guess it's just the wrong time, but you know, those two things. And then just, I don't know, just may has just been, eh, it was a stabber in. It was just a, eh, we're like 35, almost 36 minutes into this podcast, and just I just had to get through and talk about what most of the pain of May was. It just, oh, it was just a, man, it was just that thorn that I just couldn't get out of my back all of May. But you know what? It's fine. There's positivity to come out of this. God is good in the good. God is good in the bad. And that's literally what it is. Is like I have my bubble wrap. And I have my Bible going into June. I have the two B's, bubble wrap and, and, and Bible. And those things are getting me through 100%. Um, you know, and it's like, I, I I mean, I learned I learned a lot, honestly, through just like going through these like tough. And, and plus also it's like, I know everybody goes through stuff. So I guess I can just take a little bit of this time as well and just be like, look, if you're going through something right now, dude, keep that faith going. Keep that faith. If you don't believe in God, like heavily encourage you like to make that relationship happen because it's it's a real game changer, a hundred percent. Because you know those typical other things that you lean on are just not going to work. They're not alcohol, all those things that I used to lean on. Eh, they're just temporary. They're just like they just kind of like yeah they help you cope. But I I mean, dude. God, God is not the enemy. God is not. I'm telling you, like, I, it went, like, it's just like, it's crazy how our minds go to directly. Like, as soon as life sucks, we just go, why God, why did you do this to me? Instead of just going, oh, hold on. Is there another character that plays a role in this? Hmm. Yeah, there is. Satan. Yeah, exactly. Why can't we, why can't we just, like, poop on him for a second does he ever get tired of just being mean sometimes that's, that's what i wonder like you know like you know those like monsters i don't i don't know what cartoon this is or what monster it is but it's just like i don't i, I like <laughs> i look i am not trying to come off and sound blasphemous at all so just full full-fledged i just like do you ever wonder if like satan's just one of those people just like you know if you just gave a hug or something like that. If you just felt like it. Like for example my dad. My dad was a very hardcore man. Very angry. Very stubborn in his ways. But I'm telling you. You give that dude a nice hug. It changed him. It changed him. And I don't I don't know. I don't know. I just Sometimes I just wonder. Does Satan ever get tired of being mean? I, I don't know. Does he get tired of just trying to ruin people's lives. That are just trying to do. For the greater good. I don't know. It's. It's still a question that I'll probably never have the answer to. But in the meantime, I got my bubble wrap and Bible, the two Bs. And they are keeping me afloat, baby. They're keeping me afloat. The head above the water. I'm ready to soar into June. I'm ready to soar into the rest of my life. I'm ready to go to Phoenix, baby. I haven't even talked about Phoenix with y'all. It's going to be a great opportunity. I'm going. It's like a mission trip, but it's not. I'm going to be going and working with a church plant in Phoenix. But they encourage us to bring our hobbies with us. And I am going to have the opportunity for six weeks to be able to spread the gospel through my hobbies, such as making t-shirts and doing stand-up comedy, mostly the stand-up comedy. That's what I'm really excited for. I have taken enormous breaks or yeah, I've taken a pretty enormous break from comedy. Uh, I kind of picked up back into it a little bit or whatnot, but I am just at the point of where of like I like I'm really thinking I really do believe that God did not like you God 
like is still you know has me that has that fire and ambition in my heart to still do stand-up comedy because I feel like it doesn't he doesn't I mean I feel like it could be used for you know his glory and I just started out in the wrong way but I feel like that honestly I think it's going to be like I like dude like honestly for me it like it literally blows my brain like my mind that like literally I get to go to Phoenix for six weeks it's all paid for thank thank God because of people who donate to you know missions and stuff like that I mean Thank y'all, whoever donates the missions and stuff. Like, dude, y'all are awesome. Because then it gives people like me, you know, opportunities to go and, you know, learn how to spread the gospel. Because, I mean, it takes work. You know, it takes skill. It's not like you know these things overnight. Plus, also, I'm really pumped. Because, you know, comedy is a really dark a dark industry. And I, I'm really pumped to be able to go there and try to be the light in that darkness, you know. And just try to, like, you know, just, you know, show them that they're loved and that Jesus loves them. And, you know. And if they, you know, don't want to hear it, cool. I'm still going to love them anyways. And I just, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm so pumped. And I think this will be the perfect time to kind of show y'all what I've been working on. So I have, uh, this t-shirt thing has been immensely uh, uh, just like, at least for these past, this past week, I've just been working on ideas, working on ideas. And there's this one t-shirt. I'm going to take this bubble wrap off. I can't deal with it anymore. Taking it off, throwing it to the side. <laughs> there we go. Oh, shocked myself a little bit, but um, I um, I've made a T-shirt, and so basically the background story is is I went to a mission trip uh, to Brooklyn, which is part of the reason why I haven't been doing a podcast in a while either. Um, combined with May, we're not going to talk about them anymore. Uh, <laughs> but um, May is. Uh, Oh man, did I just bring up May again? No, we are not bringing up. No, we're not not gonna go for my lips. We're gonna go to t-shirts. So Brooklyn, uh, there was this thing we saw um, uh, DJ Khaled, and there was videos that he was posting about uh, uh, just basically. I I guess it's these motivational things for himself. I guess. But it's just a weird way for him to flex. I I I don't know. That's just what I gathered from it. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like he was flexing and then he uses, you know, he says something about God at the end. So he literally, one of the Instagram reels was, is he dived off his jet ski. He was swimming, started to swim to the boat. And then he kind of just stopped, floated on his back for a second, continued to swim towards the boat. And he got onto the boat, like on the edge of it, kind of out of the water a little bit. And he goes, they didn't believe in us. God did like that. Man, that was actually perfect. Like, that's literally what he said. They, they didn't believe in us. God did. Instagram reels blowing up. He's just like every Instagram reel after that, most of them was like he was just eating a fancy feast. Server came out and started opening their silver platters up. They had like this nice, like, I don't know, just, you know, rich people food. And he just like, Looked in the camera. <laughs> they didn't believe in us. God did. And so, our college ministry adapted that. And uh, we basically, every post that we make or whatever on the uh, on our college um, Instagram or whatever, um, the, the college ministry, Instagram, social media or whatnot, uh, every time there would be a post, every time there would be something or whatever or something that we agree with or something that we want to do praise because people would put praise or hand, prayer hands, the emoji. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing that right, but uh, the prayer hands or they'll just say amen or whatever. We say God did. So that's like our amen or like our, or like, you know, like only God could do that. Like if it was like an absolute blessing that came out of nowhere, God did that kind of thing. That's where we would use it in place of like amen or um, that kind of stuff. And so I, um, had been making stickers for the college ministry because um, <clears throat> he, the college minister asked if I could do that. And I was like, sure, why not? Um, and since I got this graphic tee thing now, I was like, let's see what it looks like on a graphic tee. So I sent him the sticker. He loved it. I love it. And so I was like, let's try to put this on a t-shirt because I, I made these already. 
And I was like, man, these kind of turned out kind of nice. Let's see, let's see if I can make a front and a back. So, lo and behold, you got on the front. If you're watching at home, it says who did on the front. So, if you can see that, there you go. It says who did on the front. And on the back, it's DJ Khaled that says God did. <laughs> yes. Look at that. My first ever legit graphic tee. And oh, I'm going to put that to the side. But, like, yeah, I'm selling those now. Um, uh, I don't know exactly how much I'm going to sell that for yet. I, I, don't, I don't know the pricing yet. I had to do a front and a back uh, on it. But <laughs> it's not going to be crazy. I mean, I just, it, it, I just, I want to make different graphic tees and just be able to sell them. And that's just, that's just one of them. Um, my Instagram and stuff is going to be in the link in the description. So like, go check it out. Uh, you'll get a closer look at what that looks like if you didn't get a proper uh, viewing of it. Uh, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, but if you are not and you're just listening um, go to my Instagram at Iglehart Dawson, or you can click the description, the, the link in the description. It'll take you straight there and you can see the t-shirt that I made. They turned out pretty good, dude. I'll be honest. Like I finally have figured out the graphic t-shirt to like make graphic t-shirts and I'm so happy. I'm so pumped because what I want to do is, is for going to Phoenix, I want to make a bunch of different, you know, gospel related graphic tees i also want to make like comedy merch graphic tees and i just want to make a bunch of them put them in a huge box take them with me and then take my shirt cannon because i'm gonna be taking a huge road trip i'm not messing with tsa oh tsa did i not talk about no i don't think i've talked about that my tsa story oh man oh man I'm going to have to say that for another time. I, but no, I'm not messing with no TSA anymore. I don't know. I, you know what? I could talk about that too. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. We, we, we'll see. Uh, TSA. I Yeah, so I'm not messing with TSA anymore. I have a whole thing because of what happened in Brooklyn. And uh, I'm just not messing with them. Nah, negative. Not messing with them at all. Uh, just what they did. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I'm just going to talk about it. So what happened was is the reason why I have beef with TSA, I guess I just have beef with just security people. I guess that's just what happened uh, with my experiences. But on the way to Brooklyn, we, uh, you know, you have to go through TSA in the airport. Well, I bring, I had two backpacks. Uh, and one of those backpacks, um, I decided to bring with me. And I just threw all my stuff in there very last minute. Uh, zipped it up really good, whatever, left in the morning, and I had to go. We, we left. So we get to the airport. Uh, it go, we get to TSA. They uh, ask if I want to have that as a carry-on. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this backpack as a carry-on. So we take my backpack as a – so I take it as a carry-on, but they have to go through the x-ray machine. Well, obviously there was something that looked fishy in it, so they take it to the side, and they start you know, going through it. I know there's nothing bad in there, but when you're in TSA and they start digging through your stuff, you automatically think that you left something in there. You're like, oh my God, did I ever have a drug habit? Did I, did I, did I ever like, you know, ever like, did, did I, did I accidentally like, I don't own a gun, but there could be a gun in there. I might have act. No, like you just start thinking of like crazy things that could possibly be that they pull out of that bag. Like I was just thinking they're like, Hey Dawson, what is this? And I'm like, uh, uh, that's not mine. <laughs> I promise that's not mine. Well, <clears throat> I knew exactly what was in that bag, so I had nothing to worry about. They had they. It was a notebook. Took it out, put it aside. I was like, I knew that was in there. Take out my Bible. I was like, oh, dude, no, that was in there. Then they take out this little brown bag, little brown leather pouch. Um, it looks suspicious on its own. It looks like you. It would looks like something you would probably put drugs in. Um, and what happened to be in that little pouch was my dad's ashes. And I told him that I was like, I can explain what that is. 
and he goes, oh, what is this? I said, that's, and it was so awkward in that moment because there was people behind me. So I was like, that, that's my dad. <laughs> that's, that's literally what I was, I was like, that's my dad that you're touching my dad right now. All right. So, uh, I didn't expect my dad to get the full pad down. He did get the full pad down. So he looked at me and he goes, oh, okay. Takes my dad's ashes, opens it, dumps out a little bit, just dumps out a little bit of him on the table and proceeds to do a drug test on my dad's ashes. <laughs> wow, you wondered why I haven't done a podcast in a while. Um, he proceeds to take the ashes and do a drug test on them. And the only reason why I knew what that was is because I've watched some drug documentaries. And I just see him just taking a little... He just takes the drops and starts dropping onto my dad's thing. They be, They were positive. <clears throat> it, it turned blue. Do you know what blue means? If you don't, you obviously don't watch drug documentaries because I do. And I knew what blue meant positive for cocaine. That's cocaine positive. And I was like, what is this? Like, I, like there's no, I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, I know my dad has a past, but is that still in his body? Like, <laughs> are you sure that doesn't cremate out or something? Like, I mean, it, are you like I'm about to go to prison over my dad's past? I'm just saying, like this is this is. I I thought immediately they're about to throw me up against the wall. They're like, <laughs> I end up going to prison. They're like, what are you in for? And I'm like, oh, uh, I'm in for um, my dad's ashes. And they're like, oh, really? <laughs> Dude, you want to be the leader? <laughs> I would have had a better mugshot if I went to a prison. I'm just telling you, they probably got. I'm telling you, if I would, if I would have got a felony, like this, this picture is not that great. Like honestly, it's very pixelated, kind of garbage. If I would have went, I mean, honestly, dude, if I would have gotten a felony charge, I would have gotten a 4K picture. Ended up on the Facebook page. It would have been easier to find my mugshot, but whatever. It is what it is. But. <clears throat> He proceeds to take a little bit more of them and does, like, takes another kit, does another drug test kit, comes up negative. He puts them back in the bag, hands it to me, and that was that. I, I had a lot of emotions running through me. I just did not know what to expect. I thought, I, I mean, I ended up bringing the wrong bag because there was two bags. One I kept my dad's ashes in at home and one I didn't. I kind of just didn't think about it and just threw stuff in there and brought it with me and, um, uh, my dad got the pad down too at TSA. So we're taking the road trip to Phoenix. We're not We're not going to do uh, no TSA for uh, me and my friend Mark. We are not going through TSA. And it's going to be nice because I've never went through, you know, I've never been to that part of the country before where Phoenix is, by New Mexico and all that. So <clears throat> I'm really pumped to be able to make t-shirts, be able to go out there and uh, just take, take my summer to be able to spread the gospel through the things that I love to do and, and, and work with that, uh, work with the churches that are down there. I mean, it's going to be a very sick, sick experience, honestly. Like, like I'm very extremely pumped about it. Um, but you know, it, it is, it is what it is. So, um, I think this is a good place to kind of conclude. Uh, I've talked so much. I didn't have a fun fact or anything at all. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of just went on here. I didn't have any notes. I didn't have any notes at all. I just kind of went on this mic and I was just like, you know what? I haven't dropped a podcast in a while. I have a lot of things to say. Let's just spew some things out and see where this thing goes. So I think this was a good podcast episode. Y'all were entertained. Hopefully y'all were entertained with my stories. I didn't really go too much into anything else. I mean, I guess I can drop a fun fact of Elon Musk spending $44 billion to buy Twitter. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, he could do whatever he wants. He's extremely rich. I mean, I, people who get mad about rich people and how they spend their money, they have nothing else to do. You're just sad because you don't have that much money. Like, literally, like, come on. Elon could be doing so much more worse things than spending $44 billion to buy Twitter. But I do think it's kind of humorous, though, because it's like, just imagine being that rich. Like, if you didn't like something, you just bought it and then just was like, now I'm going to make it how I want to. Just imagine being that rich. Like you're in the line at McDonald's and you're not getting your food at the time that you want it. So you're like, you know what? I don't like this line. I don't like this. 
I'm going to buy McDonald's. And then you right there, then and there, go buy McDonald's. Like, I mean, <laughs> just, just think about how baller that is. Just like next thing you know, you're a headline in the news. Dawson Iglehart buys McDonald's because he's mad about how long the line is. Like, <laughs> that's, that's nuts to think about, man. <clears throat> it's honestly kind of marbles. But uh, I guess that's my fun fact. Who knew? Who, if you knew, you knew. If you didn't, then there you go. You knew that Elon Musk now, uh, I think, owns Twitter. So get Twitter back, I guess. I'm not joking. I don't know. I'm, I'm full on board. Let's do this. <laughs> Elon Twitter. Is he going to change the name? We'll find out. Maybe maybe in episode 53, I'll explain what name he changed it to. But until then, I'm going to conclude this podcast with a uh, Bible verse. Uh, this Bible verse, uh, honestly, uh, helped, helped me, you know, it's, it's from Acts, uh, chapter one, but this Bible verse really hit me hard. Um, I mean, it's just for really, you know, it's good for everybody, honestly, but I mean, it really hit me hard because in this tough time, I was focusing on the future a lot and, you know, what, what God has for my future and, you know, me being uncertain what the future holds and, I just got really worried and stressed out, you know, recently of just kind of like, like where, where are you taking me? What are your plans? Like why, why are things the way they are and kind of thing? And, uh, then I turned to Acts chapter one and I read, uh, he said to them, uh, it's not your, it's not for you to know times or periods that the father has set by his own authority. Now to give you more context before that, the uh, disciples asked, uh, as Jesus was ascending into heaven, because this is as Jesus, you know, told them to meet to go get the Holy Spirit. But as he was ascending into heaven, they asked, Lord, are you restoring uh, the kingdom of Israel at this time? And then <clears throat> he replied, he said to them, it is not for you to know times or periods that the Father has said by his own authority. Um, which really hit me hard uh, because you know, it's in a different context than what the Israelites were, you know, given, but it's the same thing for me. Um, I, I tend to worry a little bit too much about the future and what the future holds. And that by me asking God to like, you know, kind of, you know, you know, me getting frustrated about not knowing what the future holds kind of, it's, it's a very, honestly, it's very self-centered and it just shows where you're lacking in faith. And that you're wanting to take control. And I literally read that verse and I was like, man, I really do like taking control. So, I'm done. I, I, I got it. That verse hit me hard. Hopefully, you know, that verse impacted you. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just a kid. So, I mean, what, what, can, what, much, what much can I say and spill on here of, of wise, wise words of wisdom? I mean, I can't even keep myself out of jail. Uh, but I mean, hopefully, you know, that maybe, you know, if you worry about the future, like most young people, look, you don't have to have it all together. Like teachers, teachers will tell you all the time, like, Hey, <clears throat> you better know what you're doing by the time you're at uh, graduating high school. You better do, because uh, if you don't, you're going to be a loser. And I tell you this much, I can contest that here on the last Iglehart podcast, Dawson Iglehart still doesn't know what the future holds for him. I have nothing planned, bro. Nothing. I quit my job. I'm going to Phoenix and doing, doing, um, working with local church plants. After that, I don't know. I do not know. Man, my voice squeaked. I think I'm starting to, my voice is getting very raspy. I've been talking a lot, (laughs) but, um, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I got to put my faith, you know, keep putting my faith in Christ. So I encourage you if, you know, you, you're worried about the future you don't know what, you know, where you find your place. College might not be the place for you, whatever. Acts 1. Like, keep praying. Keep having that faith. Because, I mean, you know, God's put me in good situations. And, you know, like, he's been blessing me. So, I know he's going to be blessing you if you just put that trust and faith into him. But, um, thank you for everybody for listening to episode 52 of the Last Like a Heart podcast. Um, if you like a t-shirt... DM me, email me, link in the description for all those things. Uh, if not, and you're really good at memorizing things, uh, just over the head, <clears throat> over the top of your head, or if you have a notepad laying around or something, just quickly type this down. Just at Iglehart Dawson. That's at I G L E H A R T. 
Um, and then uh, my email is dawsoneigleheartburner at gmail.com. And I'm not going to spell that because I might, um, you know, it just take, well, you know what, uh, D-A-W-S-O-N-I-G-L-E-H-A-R-T, uh, B-U-N, oh, see, I already messed up. See, that's why I didn't spell it. it burner at gmail.com. See, that, I should have just not spelled it, whatever. But if you're interested in the God Did t-shirt or if you if you want a mugshot of me, I mean, I'm still making and selling the mugshot shirt. So if you still want that, I'm still down to make those as well. But thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to episode 52 of the Last Cycle Heart Podcast. I will be making more consistently. I'm taking this podcast on the road. Okay, so I'm taking it with me to Phoenix. It's not like I'm going to be gone for six weeks not doing it. This is part of my hobbies, and I'm going to let y'all know what's up. So I will see y'all sometime next week. Uh, Love y'all. Peace out. Um, Have a great rest of your week. Uh, The Last Cycle Heart Podcast.